0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks.
1: Keyshawn, J, Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
0: Good morning, happy Tuesday. Welcome in Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Presented by Progressive Insurance, but. Now Keyshawn J Willard Zubin today Shay Cornette, Bart Scott filling Shea, in. and bait. Day two. Uh, I can't believe they let me back. Uh, me either. <laughs> 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 but here we are. <laughs> Must be rough in July. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff to get to tonight. But number one, NBA Finals Game Six tonight yes. in the Deer District. Yes. Uh, excited. It, I'm excited. It's a little tricky. Like, let's just peel back the curtain. When you got to get up, you like. Three in the morning yeah. and stay up late to watch a finals game, yeah. but that's what we got good old coffee for. So I will find a way. I will gonna, find a way. We gonna
1: get a sponsor before this is over with. We gonna get a sponsor. What'd you say? We gonna get a sponsor before before this all over with. Some yeah. somebody gonna give us some type of energy, something.
0: It sounds someone will. Uh, you stopped doing your hair right before the – you could keep doing your hair. Because I got
1: bad hair. I mean, I don't know. We we don't have any stylists here. You know what I'm saying? I need a little haircut. You know, I'm just trying to make it work. You know, when this thing smashes and sometimes it separates, it look like it's part of the Red Sea. So, you know, it's all good.
0: Okay. Well, if you need to. Uh, I can making- always I can
1: always go B-Rabbit up in this thing. You know what I'm saying? You just they, they just be put a little let be rabbit.
0: Yeah. There you go. That doesn't look good. It's like twisted weird.
1: Remember Mike Tyson punch out? I like little Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, let's get to what we need to talk about here. I mentioned game six tonight yes. uh, in Milwaukee, and the Bucks are going to try to close this thing out at home. But the question now becomes, because we're inching so close to that finish line, and, and the Suns do need to win one if they want to bring it back to Phoenix, and, and they want to extend this to seven games. But nonetheless, uh, the Bucks have been victorious more times than the Suns. And so this question is what kind of opens the floodgates here. It is can someone other than Yantasin Sukumbo win the MVP at this point? Should the Bucks go on and win tonight in Milwaukee? And before you answer that, uh, we got some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. In fact, Stephen A. Smith does because he thinks it could be Chris Middleton. Take a listen.
1: Even though the numbers would speak to Giannis, who's averaging, what is it, 32 and 13 uh, for this series on 61% shooting, although 16% for three point pains, that's not his game. Thank goodness he's recognized that. Middleton could be in the argument for NBA Finals MVP based on how he's performed and when he has performed, meaning the ability to close and seal the deal. That's how special he has been.
0: All right, so let's let's be real. If you're looking at these two teams, and you're going to prematurely talk about yeah. uh, an NBA Finals MVP, for the Suns you'd say Booker, for yes. the Bucks, you'd say Giannis. Other than that, like, a and B for the Bucks would be Chris Middleton, right? Or it'd be Drew Holiday. For the Suns, it would be Chris Paul. Okay, so let's just lay out what it is. CJ McCollum agreeing here with Stephen A. Smith. If the Bucks win this series, how many votes does Mitty, meaning Chris Middleton, get for finals MVP? Bro, he's been serving and closing. And so I think that's what Stephen A. was saying, Bart, is that it's yeah. been the timely manner in which Chris Middleton has made these shots or has come right. up as like that closer, the guy you trust look Giannis has got your numbers like we that that is what it is but he he at least has done enough Chris Middleton has to be in the conversation at this point
1: listen like we've been around sports all the time how often in football does a quarterback automatically get the MVP we understand that you know who the MVP candidates are we know that it's Booker and it's Giannis and I don't think it's anything that anybody else can do because we know a lot of these MVPs is about the journey to get there right mm-hmm. remember Giannis coming over from Greece as a skinny kid I, I see the uh the memes I forget the kid from. Uh, Sacramento that taps him and asks him how old he is and he's 20 years old and he's put the work in and he's had the disappointment he's endured and listen he came back when nobody thought he could come back he was able to answer the bell so it's about the story leading up to the to the finals it's not so much about the end result and yes you can make an argument for Middleton but that argument won't be made by many people not, certainly not enough for him to be the MVP Giannis is the face of the franchise we he needs a MVP to add to the rest of his MVPs for his Legacy as he continues on his early track to the Hall of Fame and basketball, immortality.
0: Okay, let me just give you some numbers before you like okay. have that convincing okay. stance. Okay, Bart, okay, so first of all, prior to Game 5, Middleton had 15 field goals to tie or take the lead in the fourth quarter or overtime this postseason. 15, mm-hmm. that's quite a few. That's tied with LeBron for the most in a single playoff run in the past 25 years. So the guy is doing it. In the clutch, right? And so if you think about tonight, and we don't know how the game's going to go down. I can't right. see the future. wish I could because I'd be putting a lot of money on Vegas. Anyways, <laughs> um, it, if for some reason he hits that go-ahead bucket or a game winner or buzzer right. beater or whatever it is to seal the deal, he it, I, that's when the narrative for me shifts because, again, yes, Giannis has better numbers. Middleton playing well, averaging yeah. 25 points, almost seven boards in this final series. But the fact that he just – I mean – Look, at the end of a game, in a game-time situation, who's yeah. taking that last shot? It's not going to be honest. Okay. Unless you're trying to draw a foul. It's going to be Middleton.
1: Okay, who has the most memorable plays in this yes. series, right? Yes. The block, yes. the, the alley-oop. You know, the, the funny thing is when you watch that um, – that final play when Drew Holiday threw him the hoop is watching PJ Tucker look like he's 75 years old, man. Did he walk him down? You know, like we would give uh PJ Tucker a loaf on that one, right? We would give him a minus on the play. But Giannis in his effort, and listen, you can argue that you know the Bucks are in this situation because Middleton wasn't able to answer the bell in the first two games of the series. So Giannis has been consistent. So it goes to the person that's more consistent as well. Middleton has played great of late. Giannis has been consistent in the the one constant that you can count on throughout this entire series.
0: That is true. Chris Middleton has gone missing quite a few times, I feel like. But nonetheless, it's the timely shots that matter. And when we talk about crunch time, we talk about being clutch. We talk about how he's been able to push them over the threshold, especially late in games throughout the entirety of the playoffs. But I guess for Chris Middleton also, it's been in those in-game situations. They're not necessarily memorable like the block or the alley-oop, but like when they're down 16 points early to the Suns, Chris Middleton's a big reason to facilitate a comeback. Like he's been in those prime situations, they need him in a big way. Oh, absolutely. I just think if it if it, if it's on the line and it's the end of the game and he is the reason they win and they beat the Suns and they right. bring home their first trophy in over fifty years, like. Yeah. We're, we're really talking about something now. I mean,
1: it's, it's about the others, right? Right? Because we know that one thing we can – two things we can count on in this series. We can count, count on Devin Booker to step up, and we can count on Giannis to step up. So it's about who's that other. And everybody loves the underdog because he's the guy that we didn't know what to expect from. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if he was able to step up, and he's been able to answer the bell, and he's answered it, like, in tremendous fashion. And he's, a, he's the guy that has the ball in his hands. He's the guy that's able to create. He's the guy that's also playing good defense as well. But Giannis has been the guy – you know what I mean? I look at CJ McCollum and his comments. That's spoken like a true Robin. Right. Because Robin is always going to root for the underdog because he's really projecting. Right. When I go to therapy, like my therapist, say, Bart, you're you projecting. Right. You know, and C.J. McCollum is projecting because right now, Dame Lillard is saying this guy may not be enough and we may have to ship him out. He said, hey, Scottie Pippen's like, yeah, absolutely. Chris Middleton, everybody that's been the number leave two. Leave my bulls out of this. OK,
0: <laughs> my bulls out of that. That was straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right. So. Bucks lead the NBA Finals three games to two. Game six tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN Radio. Coverage starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Uh, how will you watch, Mr. Bart Scott, on your couch? Yeah. Half asleep?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to be up. I'm going to be up because, you know, after this show, take a midday we're going to go take that yeah. straight power now. We're going to prepare, right? We're going to be dog jacked. My, exactly. So I'm going to go to sleep after this. But it's going to be exciting because – you know, it's almost bittersweet because this series has been so good. You want to see it to go to a game seven, I do, but you understand that the Bucks are elite at home and that, that home court advantage is, is a real thing and it's something about those supporting players from Phoenix really showing up on the road. So you want to see like who can be an unsung hero because you know, I grew up for the era where I watched Vinnie Johnson hit 007 and all those things. Kerr, you know, uh, you got Paxson, like you want to see like that who's going to show up and be a hero and introduce themselves on a the big stage. Is is it Bridges? Is it Covington? Who's going to be one of those others that we can say, man, he was maybe the MVP of the game.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, tonight, it's all going down. I have a feeling it is going to seven, but hey, what do I know? Uh, the Bucks went all in on Drew Holiday and find themselves one win away from the title. Another Midwest team is all in on another player, perhaps. Whoopsies. We'll find out next after Bart is this from Granger.
1: For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. 24 7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 location branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe for your people and your people even safer. Call 1 800 Granger, click granger.com, or just stop by.
2: Andy Dalton is our starter. Justin Fields' ceiling is much higher. If I'm the
1: Bears, I would start Justin Fields. When I do get my opportunity, I just have to be ready for that moment. We all
3: get excited about Justin Fields. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us
0: little Kanye, little Chicago yeah, talk. see, I like
1: that. I like that. See, Gates knows what he's doing. We don't have a DJ killer groove. Our DJ, <clears> my <throat> DJ's better than your DJ. Yeah,
0: it's true. Uh, the Chicago Bears, an interesting place in the NFC North it is right now. Question marks about Aaron Rodgers. Chicago Bears have Justin Fields. They have Andy Dalton. What's going to happen offensively there? Minnesota Vikings need to be better than they were last right. year. The Lions have a new quarterback. It's a weird place, the NFC North right now, but – For too long, we're going to find out what it's all about. Bart Scott, Shea Cornett filling in on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, Okay, Bart. So um, Matt Nagy had a few things to say about what is going on right now. He was asked on a podcast recently about the Bears' offense, and this is what Matt Nagy – said and, and he spoke with Kenneth Davis I want to get this right on under the center podcast this is what he said I think it's what we've put together Ryan Pace has done such an amazing job of building the last three years this roster that we have we've got a lot of depth the time is now we know that and we're looking forward to it so the question is have they done enough offensively to move forward um, obviously last year was a little bit of mess under center with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky yeah. trying to figure it out. Okay. Um, they, uh, Tariq Cohen, one of their running backs goes down with an ACL tear. Uh, they had new tight ends like Cole Komet and in his rookie year, he did okay. And I think that tight end group is going to be a lot better this year. I can give away my answer right now, but I'll let you go first in terms of, do you think the bears have done enough offensively to take another step forward, which is absolutely necessary at this point for both Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy.
1: Well, yeah, I, I absolutely do, right? And this is a playoff team from the year before, you know, more another team going to get in the tournament this year. I think with their defense they're always you know going to be in the game. Um and you look at Tariq Cohen, people don't realize how important he was, right? He's their Darren Sproles. He's their splash guy. You know, he's their um he's their cheetah, right? He's the guy that they get the ball in space and he makes explosive plays. You know, and you and once you lose that out of your offense, you you lose that 10 to 15 minutes that the opposing team has in practice where they have to prepare for his gadgets, for the the, the different places that they're going to line him up, and with him coming back healthy, I think that's going to give them a lot of pop. And could you imagine him back there with Fields in some type of RPO slash speed option type of you know scenario? I think it's going to really you know pay dividends for wh- whoever's behind center. Eventually, I believe that's going to be Fields in the future.
0: I do, too. Um, when? I don't know. What I do know is Andy Dalton's going to start this season, right. okay? And, and that's not going to change in, in during training camp. As much as a lot of Chicago fans wanted to, it's not. Andy Dalton's probably going to start, my guess, would be the first five games of the season. How is he going to perform? That remains to be seen. In terms of doing enough around him and offensively, because in my opinion, Bart, it's going to be similar to last year with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Andy Dalton's going to have a short leash. If things start going haywire and Fields looks ready enough, like in you go, let's see what you got. I just don't think that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy can insert him early on and have him fail, and then it's a failure on the entire franchise. Okay, so with that being said, obviously David Montgomery is going to be your premier back. You get Tariq Cohen back at some point from that ACL tear, and then they added to that running back stable through the draft and through free agency this year, and so you would think there's depth at that position. You get Allen Robinson under the franchise tag, so you have weapons there. Um the receiving core should be better, again, adding depth there because you have Marque- Marquise Goodwin coming in, who we know is speed. The offensive line is where I get a little bit nervous. Right. Um, there's two tried-and-true guys with with James Daniels and Cody Whitehair, and, and then the other positions, obviously, you added Tevin Jenkins in the draft. Like it, it remains to be seen. And so, all this to say, yes, I think they've done enough this offseason to be better, but again, if you have Aaron Rodgers back in the NFC North right. and a very competitive NFC, like – I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it
1: depends on which Minnesota Vikings team is going to show up. Which Kirk Cousins is going to show up? Is he going to be the Kirk Cousins that can play at at above average level? Can he be a top 15 quarterback? Cuz if they do that, you want to say that, you know, maybe maybe when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, they're better on paper. But it's going to come down to the to the quarterback position. And I think Fields gets in in the middle of the season, and I think he's going to give them an a infusion of youth. Of in, course. And, and, that, and just a whole total dimension to their offense. And with that defense, you can play complementary football, right, because that defense is elite. That defense is going to be able to keep you in games. It's going to give you good field position. And I think, you know, the, the different layers that Justin Fields adds to what their offense can be. And people listen, Alan Robinson doesn't get the respect he deserves. We talk about most disrespected, you know, stars in this league. I think Alan, Robin is, Alan Robinson is one of them because what he's been able to do with just average play at the quarterback position, whether you want to go back to his days in Jacksonville mm. or his experience in, in Chicago, he doesn't drop passes. He's elite, right? And when you do that, then you open up yourself to, to to a guy like Godwin who can be able to stretch the field. It allows you know Allen to be able to work those intermediate type of explosive plays 20 to uh, 25 yards down the field.
0: True. Uh, I agree with you. Doesn't always get the respect that he deserves because the, the Bears' offense has not been good. It right. is ranked towards bottom of the league last year in almost every statistical category. Like they have not been good in terms of the defense and playing complimentary football. Like, yes, the defense though is a year older this right. year. And, and not to say they're old because I believe there will not be one player above the age of 31 when the season starts, at least starting on, on right. the defensive side of the ball. And so when Matt Nagy says the time is now, yeah, because two years ago you had a top 10 oh. defense and it went completely yeah. wasted because of a double doink in the playoffs. And then right. last year was a complete mess. And so, yes, the time is now. If you want to have both sides of the ball, be it, is, it is
1: scar tissue there with your fandom it is some little scar tissue right there <laughs> sorry my Chicago is you're, showing let
0: me tuck that back yeah. in <laughs> you you're 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 you, you
1: locked and loaded I mean but you know for for Pace and Nagy this this is put up or shut up right you know you you want to think that the, the draft and the fact that Fields was able to drop to them after they had put all their eggs in one basket that was Deshaun Watson or or Russell Wilson you know they have to put up or shut up because they're they won't be back and it'll be a quick rebuild with a young franchise quarterback that we don't know that's going to go into his second year potentially and have to learn a whole new system and and, and figure out the game all at the same time. So Nagy is playing for or coaching for his uh, career or his coaching career, at least in in, in Chicago, and Nagy is definitely on deck too. If they didn't get fields, I would think they would have been let go after the draft.
0: Yeah, it feels... I think Fields buys them some time. Right. When you have a rookie quarterback, normally you don't expect them to be great in you know year one. Usually it gives them a little bit of time. If it, I look at the schedule Fields, there's a bye week for the Bears week 10. I think he goes in week five, though, against the Raiders. That would be my guess mm-hmm. because I think the first four or five games give him a time to see some things under Andy Dalton. Okay. Here's a poll that, that I've seen. Nearly 2,000 Bears followers um, took part in, the, in a survey. And they were asked, do you trust Matt Nagy and the Bears staff to have the right plan for Justin Fields? And there's – you can see the schedule if you're watching on TV right now. And, again, I said week 10 is when the bye week is, and I think it happens probably prior to the bye week. Nonetheless, here – so the question. Do you trust Matt Nagy and the Bears to have the right plan for Justin Fields? 41 and a half people (laughs) said yes. Yes. 33.7% 33.7% people said not sure. 24.8% said no. So not even half the amount yeah. of fans that were surveyed here said yes. That's a little bit concerning. The other thing that people like to point out is we haven't seen Matt Nagy develop a quarterback yet. Okay, can we just talk about what he was given? He was right. given he was given Mitch Trubisky, who had already been in their system and had to learn everything brand new, right. and what he pegged himself as a very complicated system. So cut him some slack. And Nick Foles – Okay, not, the, not a starter. He's just right, not a starter right, right. in the National Football League.
1: Outside of Philadelphia. That's the only place he can play well.
0: Yeah, but even then, he's got to come off the bench to play well. Yeah. Yeah, build him a statue, too. We were building statues <laughs> yesterday. Build one for him in Philly. Uh, and, and nonetheless, it, the Bears have a lot of work to do, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So, we'll see what happens this year. The NHL expansion draft is tomorrow, and the NHL has one rule that we all love. So, we will adopt that and have our draft, but... With NFL players, our GM is here next, and Bart will try and beat him at building a team. Excuse me, I'm also going to try and beat him at building a team. Thank you. That's next after Bart is this from Goodyear.
1: Every move we make pushes us forward, whether it's on the track or on the court or the field. Movement is how we make our impression on the world. It's part of who we are. And when we pursue it with everything we've got, it shows us who we'll become. Every move we make, every move we choose, to go down, every mile marker we pass takes us to a new place and shows the world just how far we can go. Good year, more driven.
2: Individually, every big athlete usually has big goals. Super Bowl championship and Super Bowl MVP. What can you
1: possibly do to top this? Win another one. This
3: is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
0: NBA Finals Game 6 is tonight after winning three consecutive games. The Milwaukee Bucks take a 3-2 series lead against the Phoenix Suns. Into Game 6 of the NBA Finals tonight on NBC and ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. The Bucks are one win away from winning their first title in 50 years. Milwaukee is the fourth team in finals history to go down 2-0 and win the next three games. The 2006 Heat and 1977 Trailblazers went on to win the title in those two seasons. Giannis Antetokounmpo has averaged 32.2 points per game through his first five career finals games. Only Rick Barry, Allen Iverson, and Dwayne Wade averaged more. Team USA guard Zach Levine put in health and safety protocols and did not travel to Tokyo. USA Basketball said in a statement that it hoped Levine would be able to join the team in Japan later this week. He is now the third player to be affected in the past week as Bradley Beal had to leave the team because of the protocols. And Jeremy Grant was in contact tracing quarantine for four days. Levine started Team USA's last two exhibition games, which were both wins, and averaged 10.3 points per game in all four of the exhibition games. Nashville Predators prospect Luke Prokop becomes the first active player under NHL contract to come out as gay. Prokop made the announcement on social media and said his decision to come out in April when he returned from Calgary after a season ended because of COVID-19. Prokop was selected in the third round of the 2020 NHL draft by the Predators and signed a three-year entry-level contract with Nashville back in December. Prokop played last season for the Calgary Hitmen of the Western Hockey League. Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All on America's largest, most most dependable networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See StraightTalk.com. <laughs> On the road to camp, that's right, training camp in the NFL starts this week. I can't believe it is already here on Thursday. The Steelers and the Cowboys are going to report because they are in the Hall of Fame game this year. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline, but those three dudes not in the building. Instead, Shea Corna and Bart Scott hanging out shake with Shake and you. bake! That's what we're calling ourselves, shake and bake, you know, a little SB. Um, Hanging out with you on a Tuesday morning. Okay, uh, let's talk Giants here for a minute. Okay, I know the Cowboys start this week, but yes. nonetheless, NFC East like, will go to the Giants. Because Saquon Barkley was asked yesterday how he's feeling after tearing his ACL. And if you remember, he tore his ACL, I believe it was week two last season against the Chicago Bears. Here's what Saquon had to say in his press conference. I don't know.
1: I guess we'll see. Uh, just taking it day by day. Um, and just listen to my body. And um, whenever I'm able to get out there... Um, 110%, uh, not just for you know the safety and in myself and my well-being but just so I can go
0: out there and get a high level um, sure the safety and safety. so Saquon saying we'll see in terms of he'll be ready for training camp if he'll be ready for week one um, as a reminder week one the Giants will host the Broncos in New York a- and so surprised? no not really like with an ACL MCL I mean he- Torp his knee pretty bad. The we, the will see thing is understandable, but being coy nonetheless is the star running back for the Giants. And so I guess, would we be surprised if we don't see him week one? What does this do for the Giants? Do you think he's just being coy? What are your thoughts, Bart?
1: Well, I think secretly he has a target base, right? And they're going to bring him along slowly in training camp because it's one thing to run in a straight line and, and do predictable drills, but it's another thing to react. To what's happening in front of you, and it's under the unpredictability of what can happen in front of you. Um, I think he's made out of the same stuff as some some of the greats. Right, we think about Adrian Peterson. We think about some of the people yeah. that came back to show that they were a little superhuman. Because he was so young and it happened at, at such a young age, I think that he's going to be able to, to heal maybe faster than maybe a, a veteran that has a little bit more scar tissue there. And I think it's important for him to come back and hit the ground running because he's has to be no on a mission. No pun intended. Yeah. He has to be on a, he has to be on a mission. He has to be on a mission to prove that he is a guy that can be more than just a running back. Because if you want to get the type of money that Saquon Barkley we thought was scheduled to make after his uh, rookie season, he's going to have to be able to be available and he's going to have to be that third down back. He's going to have to be that every down back. Everybody's chasing McCaffrey. And if he wants to be considered like McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara and be able to get that that type of money – he's going to have to show up and he's going to have to be available. He's going to have to do the tough yards. We want to see him be able to run in between the tackles, not always have to circle the defense and have the explosive plays. Can he be consistent like a guy like Nick Chubb to get the tough yards? That remains to be seen. And and I think the success of not only the Giants, but Danny Dimes rest on Saquon Barkley's thighs. <laughs> they're just, rubbing, they're rubbing. Look at that. They, ooh, I'm on uh, I, uh, he almost caught thighs. fire right there.
0: I, those thighs. Yeah, I, I know. But, uh, This is the thing that we forget because this is now an elongated season and there's an extra game with 17 games. And if you've got a young gun like Saquon Barkley, who no doubt when he's healthy is the Giants' best weapon offensively, you need to preserve him and make sure that he is fully healthy before you just throw him into the mix. And look, the Giants – are going to do some special things this year, I think at least. They added yeah. some key free agents. They did really well in the draft. I love that Aziz Ojolari, who they added, one of the bas- best yeah. pass, rushers, pass rushers rather, um, that was in the draft this year. They have Dory Jackson, Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, Leonard Williams, just among the few that they added in the offseason. And so having him in the mix, like we've seen the Giants win without him, obviously. they They didn't have a great season, but look they were the eagles not putting their third string quarterback in a way from being in the playoffs <laughs> last year. This is a team in the giants that almost beat the bucks in primetime on monday night football. I think it was thursday night football actually. Um so so they were right there even without Saquon and without all these off you know off-season additions. So why rush him back for week 1 against the broncos? It's not necessary. If he doesn't feel fully ready to go when you've got an extra game on the back end anyways, yeah. let
1: him chill. I need to know what he's all about, right? And listen, when you're going into your uh, not free agent um, year, but you know, the year where they got to figure out if they're going to give him a long-term contract or not, you're treated like a rental car. Right, like nobody listen. When you get your rental car, you, you don't care about smoking a cigarette and put the butt out on the seat. You don't care McDonald wrappers on the back. Okay, right? see now
0: that's not true. They'll give you fines for
1: all this stuff now. We'll <laughs> slap you back. Don't smoke thighs. in a car. <laughs>
4: no, it up. <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, like, nobody cares, right? You, you, you not. You don't care about the brake pads or anything like that. And that's what how you got to treat Saquon Barkley. I want to push you and see how hard I can put on you, how much I can put on you, because I need to really make a true decision if you can carry the load. Because if I give you $15 million a year for the next four years, that's going to put me in salary cap hell because that's going to cost me a couple of players in the future. So I need to see all of what you can do. I need to see all your productivity. I don't want to just come in here and put you on a pitch count. I need to see if you can be dominant.
0: Well, okay, that was going to be my next question. Like, if he does return week one, week two, the start of the season essentially, like you'd assume they put him on some sort of a snap count just to be sure and preserve his knee and his legs as best as they can, right? Like, I don't care how strong those thighs (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, Adrian Peterson, remember Gettleman said he's a yellow jacket type of guy. That's why he's a uh, a trans, what do you call it, whatever generational player, Mm -hmm. right? And he passed on Lamar Jackson. He passed on Josh Allen and picked Saquon Barkley. Well, it's time for you to start putting up, buddy, because my job is on the line. You know what I mean? My job is on the line. If you're Dave Gettleman and and this team, we made all the excuses in the world, right? Why this team hasn't been better. You know, I think the Giants have the worst record in the last, like, five or six years outside of the Cleveland Browns as far as record-wise. Like, people forget, it's been a long time since 2012 when they won that championship. It went to, you know, they went from uh, 0 to 100 it back down to zero and listen last year was cute but it still didn't yield any results
0: no it didn't and so the time is now Giants open training camp next week and week one for them is at home against the Broncos Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin brought to you by straight talk wireless get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month all on America's largest most dependable network straight talk wireless compatible device required see StraightTalk.com. all right time to welcome in Mr. Mike Tannenbaum, and we're going to do something fun. Uncle
1: TB, where's your shake, man? Oh, we, you already had it. we were a little early. <laughs> six o'clock
0: shake, my bad. <laughs> Good morning, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL Front Office Insider, joining us right now here on KJZ. Uh, Shea Cornette, Bart Scott here hanging out this morning. All right, Tannenbaum, we're going to do something a little different this morning, all right? So hang with me. Here are the rules. Uh, let me first set this up. So uh, this is called the KJZ NFL Draft. Hmm. Why are we doing this, you ask? Well, because the NHL expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken is Wednesday night. The NHL does things right. Okay, so Seattle, like Vegas a few years ago, can only select one player from each team. And then once you select that player from that team, no one else can select another player from that team. Are we all on board here with the rules? We're going to do the same thing here. And we're going to do our own NFL draft ahead of the season. By the way, the Seattle Kraken expansion draft Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. The rules for us, though, um, a little different since we're doing the NFL. Okay. okay? So, for us, what we're going to do, it's going to be a snake draft. Each one of us is going to draft five players. We must take one and only one, Tannenbaum, if you're listening, quarterback. And we must each take one defensive player. And so, when I was looking at this, I thought to myself, well, when I do my fantasy drafts, which, Bart, I know you're not like on board with, I look at who's going to give me the most points. Not mm-hmm. the same thing. This is not like go out and get whoever's going to put up the most points for you. You want your team to beat my team okay. or, or vice versa. So you want the player that's going to beat the other team as a whole, not who's just going to give you the most points at the okay. position. Are we all on board with the rules here? Tannenbaum, you good?
2: When do we, when, when do we take the overpaid, athletically deficient linebackers?
0: You can take them whenever you want.
1: Words hurt,
2: TB. <laughs> I, I, I did that once in my career. I'm just,
0: I'm just. it took you to two AMC championships. It took you to almost to the promised land. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk nice now, guys. Um, because I'm a lady and because I'm hosting the show, I get to go first. So these are the rules. It's a snake draft. So that means I'll go first. Then it'll go Tannenbaum, then it'll go Bart, and then it'll reverse the order on the way back. I think there should be some sort of, like, sound here before I do my first pick. That's what I wanted. Uh-huh. That's what I wanted, folks, with the first pick in our expansion KJZ NFL draft. No, I won't. I'm just doing my own. Uh, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. So, none of y'all could take anyone from the Chiefs. Okay. I got Patrick Mahomes. Tannenbaum, you're up next. Who you got?
2: Okay, for one season, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Still so predictable. What did I say before, yeah, start? before
0: we started this? Bart said, watch Tannenbaum take Dak Prescott. He was spot on. Okay, so now we've got two quarterbacks off the board. No one can take anyone from the Chiefs or the Cowboys. And so, Bart, who do you got? I'm leading my ship and guiding my ship. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Ooh, good one. I almost took him, too. So, the Bills are now also off the board. That means no Stephon Diggs, everyone, for those paying attention. And, Bart, since this is a snake draft, you get another pick. Ooh,
1: okay.
0: Remember, you do have to take at least one defensive player. We're drafting five players each year. You've already taken Josh Allen from the Bills. You don't have to take a defensive player now. I'm just reminding you.
1: No, absolutely. Um, I'm going to take
0: uh, DeAndre
1: Hopkins. DeAndre
0: Hopkins. So Cardinals now go off the board. You've got yourself a receiver and a quarterback. Tannenbaum, back to you. Who are you going to take? Chase Young. Chase Young. That's a good one. Our first defensive player off the board. What are you making faces like that for? That's early. It's early. It's too early. This is not like a normal fantasy draft, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to take Derrick Henry. So the Titans now go off the board. Ooh. So Derrick Henry will be my pick. Ooh. Um, and since I'm, I'm going to go next here, I'm going to go defense too. And I'm going to take Aaron Donald. So I have now taken Aaron Donald, Patrick Mahomes and Derek Henry. And it goes back to you, Mike Tannenbaum.
2: I gotta go. I'm staying with my theme of great players coming off of injuries. Odell Beckham Jr.
0: (laughs) okay. Uh, so that would be the Browns. So now the Browns are off the board too. Okay, yeah, you are going great. Players coming off injuries. We're not at all concerned about this. We're just going to let him do this.
1: Okay, okay. Well, let me beat you at your own game, Uncle TB. I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. How about that?
0: Christian Ooh. McCaffrey, good one. I had him on my list too. Okay, um, it goes back to you, buddy, and I. Th- Think this would be your last pick? Hopefully, I'm keeping track properly. Someone can tell me in my ear. oh uh, no, this is number four for me. You have one more pick, okay. and um,
1: I'll one up you. your Chase
0: Young with a, a TJ Watt. TJ Watt, Steelers. No more Steelers. Ooh. It goes back to you now, and that was your fifth pick, right? That was his. That was fifth my fourth. Pick. That was my fourth, fourth pick. pick. Man, I can't add. Okay, Tana, mom, back to you. He ran it out. Okay.
2: Of <laughs> Let's see here. Um
0: You've already taken your quarterback. You've already taken your receiver. Yep. yep. You've already taken a defensive player. Yep. Let
2: me just Ooh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm going through the uh Let's see here. You 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 can't lose um, your your pick you know, like I Josh J- I'll go I'll go. i I'll go, I'll go with Josh Jacobs.
0: Josh Jacobs. That's a good one. So now the Raiders come off the board. <laughs> and it goes back to me, and I'm now gonna take my defensive player and I'm gonna go to my hometown Chicago okay. and I'm gonna take Roquan Smith. Well, good job. Oh, I already Ooh. took Donald. Good. But that's one. okay. I can take two defensive players. I'm a defensive <laughs> mi- I'm a defensive minded person. Uh,
1: who's the biggest worst matchup in the NFL? It is the tight end position. I'm surprised nobody took him. Hold on. Give me Kittle. Uh, no,
0: no, no, it's my turn. It's a snake draft. Oh. But thank you. I'll take George Kittle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: how this works. I'll take George Kittle oh, for the 49ers. Man. Thank I'm you. such a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it, do that.
1: Is it me now? Now it's you. Oh.
0: Wow. Yo, oh, no. Wait, now it's Tannenbaum. Now like, it's Tannenbaum. I'm really messing this up. Now it's Tannenbaum. Okay, my for, five for players my fifth, are done. One. Yes, you've got your Feth. Go ahead.
2: So my fifth player, what is? Um, could it be any position or? Yeah, does just it have to, to be not be a player? quarterback.
0: Cannot be a quarterback. That's it. Okay. You're I'm gonna go
2: Evan Ingram.
0: Evan ah! Ingram. For Ooh. Tannenbaum, and that was his fifth player. So oh. we are now done with our draft. You are the last one to put your fifth one on the board.
1: Are we going to poll like to see who the yes. fans think is going to win? Yes. Because I, yeah, I gave you Kittle, and listen, it's okay, man. I, we call that a handicap where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, it's so many picks. Do I go Kyle Pitts? Do I go the young rookie, the phenom that's going to be like the best friend of of Maddie Ice? Oh, so many decisions, so many decisions. But if I have a rookie, pick- is
0: a bold move.
1: Yeah, but if I have to pick one let's see, where can I find my tight end at? Ooh, no Fant, no Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go Hunter Henry.
0: Oh, Hunter Henry. Oh. He ain't gotta block. He ain't gonna have to block nobody. All right. So we have our drafts completed. I wrote mine down. I'm gonna assume you guys didn't. I didn't write yours down. But if you can remember yours. Yes, my team's pretty hard to beat. Right,
3: I have them. I have them. Oh, so Bart gonna... went.
0: Josh Allen. All right. So DeAndre Hopkins, Christian McCaffrey, TJ Watt, Hunter Henry.
3: Oh, that just sounds dangerous. Okay. I know it Shay's really does. Team is Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry, Aaron Donald, Roquan Smith, George Kittle, That's right, and uh, mm. Mike Tannenbaum, Dak Prescott, Chase Young, OBJ, Josh Jacobs, Evan Ingram. Shockingly, Mike didn't take Vernon Gholston. Okay, (laughs) so those are the teams right now. Those are the teams. And we're going to put a
0: poll up to see who won. I don't know my Mahomes play, yeah. Derrick Henry. I don't know who's stopping me on the ground. But if I would have Aaron Kittles. Donald, Roquan Smith, George Kittle, my only misstep is I don't have a receiver. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, was, well, a, that well, was an oversight on my end. Well, Oops. well,
1: well Kittle, Kittle is your is your guy. It, yeah,
0: well, Kittle's my receiver. If I would
1: middle. if I would have been able to get Kittle, that would have put me over the top. Oh please! But you know, I celebrated too early. I was celebrating before I got to the end zone, you and did. you came and knocked the ball out of my hand like Don Beebe.
0: <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, Tan mom, <laughs> how are you feeling about your draft? Uh, I'm cautiously
2: optimistic. You know, we're going to need we're going to need these guys to come back strong. But look, I think Odell Beckham is going to have a great year. a little concerned about Ingram, but you know, I think that's okay because like Kittle is a great player. He's a great blocker. I just don't know if we're going to get that sort of production in the passing game. So. I'm a little concerned about my Ingram pick, but uh, that's okay because I think Kittle isn't going to be as dominant in fantasy, even though he is a great player.
0: Okay, but this is not fantasy right, this rules. This is a squad. This is squad, this is squad it, It's rule. the details, the details. So it's okay. And I don't. you're saying he doesn't think he's going to be that good in the passing game. I think that's a slight of Garoppolo. I'm not really sure. I don't think anybody can beat my team. Christian
1: McCaffrey's going to have so much space with Sam Darnold now with those two y'all are Y'all are taking players
0: based off last year coming off injury. I just want you to keep that in mind. Understood. I don't have receipts. I don't have recent receipts for both your teams. So <laughs> my, my team at least has recent receipts. All right, Tannenbaum, why we got you here, um, this week training camps begin uh we've got the Steelers and we've got the Cowboys reporting to camp and so earlier today we were talking a lot about the Giants and the Steelers and the Cowboys and all these things that are going on right now um within the NFL and so if you let's start with the Cowboys here let's start in the NFC East in terms of what you expect from them especially this week once they get going there's a lot of question marks I know you took Dak Prescott in your draft so there's the perfect segue the Cowboys need to come up big this year and what do you expect
2: I expect them to win the division. I expect them to beat Tampa Bay on opening night. And I expect them to be in the championship game. And here's why. I think offensively, and Bart, you know this well, when you have 2 frontline front-line fide number-one wide receivers in C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, that helps the spacing of the entire offense. They missed 36 games last year for three offensive linemen, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, and Tyron Smith. So their offensive line is going to be a lot better. And their first five draft choices were on defense. And Dan Quinn's coming over from Atlanta. I think Dan's going to make a massive improvement to that side of the ball. And even if Dallas gets to average, I think they're going to be really at least competitive on defense and explosive on offense. I think they're clearly the best team in the East, and I think they're one of the best teams in the conference.
1: Wow,
0: clearly the best team in the East.
1: See, I I don't know, right? Because when I look at the Giants, I look at how balanced they are, right? So it's not like they're top heavy, right? I feel like Dallas is a little top heavy. They're more of a great offensive team, they're just trying to be in the middle of the pack. I think that, you know, Danny Dimes with Saquon Barkley coming back, you know, with a contract looming in the future. I think Andrew Thomas is going to be a lot better. But that defense was solid, almost elite last year. Now they get Oziz, who's one of the best pass rushers there, which now you can't really slide your protection or you really can't double Leonard Williams because he's inside. So now you're going to have interior pressure from from um, from uh, Oziz, but also from – Dexter Lawrence, who doesn't get enough credit for his ability to push the pocket and be a little bit slippery. But then we know what Leonard Williams was last year with 13 and a half sacks. And then on the outside, usually the problem is either you got a pass rush and a bad secondary. They have maybe probably with the most elite talent out there, you know, understanding what they, they go in and got a Dory Jackson. Mm-hmm. Then you got Bradbury out mm-hmm. there. Then you, got, then you got Peppers, who's like a, a, a jack of all trades, a Tyron Matthews type of guy. And I forget, and they got Ryan Logan out there, so they have leadership all over the board. And then on the other side, they have great outside weapons. I would argue that you can say that maybe, maybe the Giants have better skill position players than that of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Look at that coming back with fire, and we didn't even mention the Washington football team. Go ahead.
2: You you know, Bart, I would say this. I agree from a standpoint. I love. I think the Giants did a great job with depth. Kadarius Tony signing Galladay. I'm a big Darius Slayton fan. Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. I like their depth, but I just think the frontline ability of C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper is better than what the Giants have. And I agree, this is a big, big year for Daniel Jones. But on paper, they have a lot of weapons, and I think they're going to be much improved on that side of the ball. Quickly,
0: before we go, let's ask, let's ask about the Steelers really quick before we let you go, because we've had a lot of discussions yeah, about, yourself, ben, about Ben Roethlisberger, him coming back. I mean, look, this was a team that was 11-0 at one point last season, and, and really, uh, Roethlisberger had some really good games, especially early on, and then the wheels fell off. What do you expect from the Steelers?
2: I think they're going to be really poor this year. I think they're going to struggle, and I think they're going to be worse next year, and – You know, Bart, of all people, could relate to this. When Ben Roethlisberger was a great player, and to me, he's a Hall of Famer. He was really hard to tackle, all-time tough guy. Last year, he was second to last in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. He's trying to get rid of the ball. I think they have a Hall of Fame coach in Mike Tomlin. I think they have a really solid front seven. But this is an aging, athletically deficient quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. The other three teams have young, ascending quarterbacks, so... I think Pittsburgh is going to struggle this year, and it's going to be worse next year. Hold to be
0: to be continued, I was just going to say, hold your frustration. All right, Mike Mom. thanks so much for the time. We'll get back to you on who won the draft because we've already got people calling in and reporting on social media. So we'll get back to you.
2: That, that was a lot of fun. Lo, love to do that. I, I've never done a state draft, but that was, that was a lot of fun.
0: See you, TV. All right, YCP3 needs CP something else. That's next on <laughs> KJZ.